Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thrilled to be joined in studio by the man, Cody Rourke, at Cody Rourke NFL. Locked on Broncos, Mile High Sports. The man I mean, he's everything Broncos. It's good to have you in here, man. How are you? Good to see you guys here in person. I mean, I see you every day, but it's good to see you here in the studio once again. It's more air conditioning. It's nice and cool. cooler. Yeah, yeah, a little cooler. How was how everything downstairs? Oh, it was good. It was a great event. Obviously, what the Broncos do in the community, they're, they're heavily involved. Uh, you know, i got to hear from Dave Logan emceeing the event. Always love hearing from Dave. Good luck to him. Uh, obviously, as he kicks off high school football, I'm excited about that. But it was a good event. Got to talk with Justin Simmons and Dalton Reisner afterwards and just their involvement in the community. So, you know, they're ready for the season to be here. They wish Monday night was tomorrow. You can see it, so right? I, I think we're ready for that, too, Jens. Yeah. I, you know, as much as I love backup quarterback on backup quarterback crime. You do, um, though. And I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think uh, it, it, it hasn't reached the first season of Vic Fangio levels of, oh, my God, can this please end? Because we got the uh, the two weeks extra because he was a new coach and the extra week because of the Hall of Fame game. Brutal. And it, that, that preseason lasted forever. I think mm-hmm. it started in June. Um, no, I mean, I'm serious. I think yeah, it started think it did, in June. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it hasn't reached that level, but I'm, I'm ready. Uh, we've all been anticipating this new offense, Nate Hackett, Russ Wilson, all this kind of stuff where there's this anticipation and we just want to see it. We're tired of seeing Josh Johnson and, uh, to a lesser extent, Brett Rippon. Well, I yeah. mean, we are, we are, but, but I mean, to the, to the point, and I, I'd love to kind of know your perspective on this as you were talking to Justin Simmons and Dalton Reisner down there, you do get the sense from these guys that there's, they're like ready to jump out of their shoes. They're so amped for this season. I, I was reading some of the comments from Justin Simmons as we were uh, up here recording the show, and Justin was talking about Damari Mathis, how he's fearless out there, and I, I don't know. I, I have to picture myself in Justin's shoes where he's had one winning season since he's been here. He hasn't been to the playoffs. They were in a playoff hunt last year in December, but you knew it was sort of strung together with duct tape. So I, I have to picture myself where he's at saying, this is my first real shot. Oh, and I feel like it is too, because it seems like if the stars align, I felt like that was the, the conversation last year. If the stars align, the Broncos yeah. will make the playoffs. I mean, I feel like it's almost the expectation this year, which I think is a good thing, right? But when you have the offense, you have a guy like Russell Wilson. I mean, the way that he can just command the attention of a room, I mean, we saw it down there. When he speaks, everybody listens. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine when you're in the locker room with a guy like that talking and you have a coach like Coach Hackett talking, it's easy to lock in a little bit. And then when you guys on the defensive side of the ball, like Justin, like Russ said it down there. He said, you know, me coming here, I knew it just didn't have to be all on my shoulders. I knew that I can rely on guys like Justin, Dalton, Brandon McManus, other guys in the locker room, Bradley Chubb. That's huge. And I, I don't think that Russ had that in Seattle. Yeah, I, obviously there was locker room conflict in Seattle, as we all know. Uh, it wasn't just the Golden Tate situation, but there were some situations between Russ, the defense out there, Percy Harvin when he was out there for a while. It just Russ's, Russ's uh, style is is kind of unique, and it takes uh, certain. There are certain people that are going to be put off by it. There are certain people that are going to love it, and there are certain people that are going to be put off by it. And I think he's finally got the locker room that matches uh, across the board with his style. I think that they want to win. I think everyone in that locker room wants to win. They believe they can win with Russ. And I think maybe there was a difference in that. I don't feel like 
And that locker room, just observing and talking to some people in Seattle, and you guys probably know this as well from talking to other people, just didn't seem like that was there in Seattle with Russ. I mean, when you have a defense like, you know, we're going to take care of business. We don't care what he does. It's almost like the defense here has been very embracive. We're going to make it to where Russ doesn't have to lead a two-minute drive on us. We're going to get takeaways. We're going to score on defense. That way we don't put him and the offense in a situation where they may have to come back in the final two minutes to give us a chance to win. That, I think, is a huge mentality shift. We'll dial in a little bit more on the Minnesota Vikings game tomorrow, but I wanted to ask you, because we were having this exercise in the first hour of the show, about what our 53-man roster was before training camp started and where it kind of reflects now as we're basically heading into the final cuts. And, and of course, it does sort of tie into this game, like who needs to perform, that type of thing. But uh, the, the first one that jumps out, of course, is the wide receivers. Tim Patrick not being there, that's critical into this whole conversation. But the emergence of Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, Seth Williams, it feels like there's two guys maybe vying for, or three guys spying for maybe two spots, maybe only one. How do you see that shaking out? Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to go against the grain here with Brandon Johnson, a guy who's just been impressive since the moment he came into the locker room and, and stepped foot on the field. I think that's one thing, too. Like, Russell Wilson has bought into a guy like Brandon Johnson, invited him out, you know, alongside everyone on the offense out there to San Diego. But more so, Brandon Johnson stays after practice with Russell Wilson. To me, that says everything. Like, this is a guy who's trying to do everything right. And what better way for a guy, an undrafted rookie free agent, to come into the NFL in your first situation, have a chance to be an impact player, but not only that, work with Russell Wilson, a quarterback like him, future Hall of Famer. I mean, that is a great opportunity. He's taken it in stride, and he's ran with it. And it's been huge, especially since the Tim Patrick injury. It was kind of up in the air before then. You know, we're like, hey, this guy's impressive. But with Tim Patrick here, with everybody here, can he make the roster with Tim Patrick's injury? I mean, I would be shocked. Earth-shatteringly shocked if he wasn't on the roster. Yeah, I think he's the last wide receiver. So are you on. pounding the table for the the other guys, or just Brandon Johnson? Uh, you see, I'm a, I'm a big Jalen Virgil guy as well. But it, it, you know where, where Denver's at. I mean, you have Montreal Washington behind KJ Hamler, right? Two guys that kind of fit the kind of the similar play style, speed guys, burners, so to speak. Jalen has that. What he's done in the preseason has been very fantastic. It's been fun to watch. Not only just that in the return game, can the Broncos sneak him through waivers? I feel like they. It's going to be hard. I don't think they can. I think I think they will. He'll have interest, um, but I, I think they will. Again, we you know if you're going to claim somebody off waivers, you got to keep them on your active 53 for three weeks, and I just don't know that uh, that any team is going to be willing to do that per se. I, I think that the Broncos will try to sneak him through waivers. I think they, their plan for Jalen Virgil is to practice squad and call up, especially early in the season because KJ Hamler is going to be you know kind of a coin flip, and you can you can just call him up and uh, and have him active as a field stretcher because he brings a skill set nobody else but KJ has, but. Um, you know, I like Montreal Washington. And Montreal Washington is quick and he's powerful and for his size and, and he moves fast, but he's not as fast as KJ or, or, or Jalen. So and I think you're right. I think Brandon Johnson's probably the last receiver on this roster. And, and, you know, I've been talking about him for a while, ever since we started hearing all the DBs talking about him, you know, back in late July, early August, and we started to say, hey, you know, hey, look, Russ kind of has a, a synergy with this dude. He just keeps showing up and, you know, watching that continue to evolve and, uh, uh, and grow good for him. His daddy, of course, played for the, uh, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, you know, was a catcher of Major League Baseball. Brandon never played a, never played a lick of baseball, by the way. His dad was a pro baseball player, never played a lick of baseball. Didn't <laughs> I mean, like it. I don't Didn't really like, like it. baseball. Didn't so. like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, Papa Edwards, of course, notorious <laughs> at Major League Baseball, Papa Edwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, very clearly. Right. No, my dad told me very early on that I was not meant for baseball. <laughs> just say, son. Son. Son, here's a flute. I, I wanted, I wanted to, like, I liked baseball, yeah. but he was just thinking, that's just not, it's don't not worry just, about it. Such a, here's a golf club. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's here's a golf club, happened. son. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I played baseball for a while. I enjoyed baseball, I guess, but I, you know, I couldn't hit that, that in the end of the, at the end of the day, I couldn't hit. And that was the problem. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Well, okay, so uh, back to, do you, you want to ask an actual question here, Dakota, our guest, or do you want to just keep... Uh, I just wanted to pontificate for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, we, two minutes of you talking about Brandon Johnson and his dad. I agree. I mean, I was just agreeing with his point. I, I think, um, you know, when I look at this roster... Cat Stevens underneath you there for a little bit, father and son. Yeah, a little. Yeah. If you want to put a bet onto that, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I, I, there are going to be some interesting cuts. There are going to be some, some interesting waves here because the math that doesn't add up on what you need in order to make this roster work. There's going to be two or three of them, wherever that's going to be. Where do you think the surprise is going to come from? Well, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I think when you look at it, is it going to be tight end? Is tight end going to be that position? I mean, that's kind of an unknown right now, right? Because you still have uh, Andrew Beck, who's kind of that fullback slash tight end designation. You have Alberto, who we've seen. I mean, obviously, the, I don't think Albert's going to be. Albert looks like the, the tight end one. He should be. I think that's the common consensus. Dulcich is going to continue to work his way back. Tomlinson has been a very solid blocker. And, you know, we've seen him. You know, I don't think anyone on the bingo card had him catching some passes in the preseason. Mm-hmm. But here we go. We saw it. Uh, and then, like, Eric Saubert might be that one guy. I've liked what Saubert has done all throughout training camp. Uh, what does Denver do in this situation? Do they do they go with the Saubert or do they go with the back? Well, I think the tough thing, and we talked about this earlier, again, Cody Rourke in studio with us, I think we talked about this, it kind of depends on the health of Dulcich. If Dulcich is ready to go to start the season, then maybe you do feel pretty confident letting go of one of Tomlinson or Salbert. I would think Salbert would be the guy right now based on what we saw in training camp. When we did the 53 going into the training camp, I said it was Tomlinson. I said Salbert would be the odd man out because they're going to keep Beck. But now if Dulcich isn't quite ready to go or they want to bring, continue to bring him along slow, I think you keep the extra tight end if nothing else just to have a body. Ah, I think that's a good point as well. And, and Parham's here too, of course. Yeah, but. part of me is wondering too. I mean, w- with guys like Michael Ojemudi with his elbow injury, do you put him on the PUP reserve list and have him come back after week four? I mean, you can do that, I think, with a couple of guys, and it gives you a little bit more flexibility when we make these cuts. But ultimately, it's I, I think it's going to boil down to what does George Payton and the personnel department, the coaching staff, feel like they need these players at this position to me, it's really hard to say. I mean, when you have 20-plus players inactive on game day in the preseason, that's a really good problem to have. I had Matt Henningsen not making the 53 coming into training camp. 100% not the case anymore. Yeah, Matt Henningsen is absolutely on this roster. And seeing him rotating in there a little bit with the ones in practice and everything, um, I, I'm excited about him. He, he's And I, I think Jero Avero even talked about it yesterday. He just keeps getting better. It's great yeah. to see. Well, I mean, one thing I've noticed about him, I know everyone in the Buffalo game is, you know, still kind of rattled from that, but they just got smacked in the mouth. And it's going to happen in the National Football League. It's about how do you respond? And I think that's going to be a big test for him against Minnesota on Saturday. For him, he's super strong at the point of attack. And that's one thing I've noticed. When he can shoot off the ball first and grab onto the inside frame of an offensive lineman and step down, they can't move him. He's hard. He's stingy to deal with, and it also helps your other, you know, your defensive tackle and your linebackers fill their run gaps. And I think that's super important. I'm excited to see him continue to contribute as well. Are Mike Purcell and Malik Reed on this roster week one? I believe Mike Purcell is. Yes, right now restructured. I, I, Possibly. We're seeing that around the NFL right now with some teams. Mm-hmm. Some teams are doing that. Um, I, I just think that behind DJ Jones, I think Mike Purcell has shown in preseason, and not preseason training camp, that he can also come in and do that. I mean, you don't have to play Mike Purcell the amount of snaps he played last year. Same thing with DJ Jones. You can split reps with these guys, keep yes. them fresh, which mm-hmm. I think is, is huge. Massive. Well, and especially when you consider the injury history to Purcell, for example, yeah. uh, you just need to have other options there. And then Deshaun Williams, of course, also has yeah. a little bit of that availability. And, and the versatility in the defensive line is such a big deal. The linebackers uh, continue to be an interesting storyline, right? They brought in a new guy, Jeremiah Gimmel. And I, 
I don't expect him necessarily to make the roster, but I'm excited to see him. But you know, questions uh, coming up about what does that look like in season? I, I sort of feel like Josie Jewell doesn't get enough love, but I simultaneously can say that there's still something more that they could possibly do there. We know we've seen it. Vic Fangio has hidden the linebacker at times, mm. especially in man coverage situations. I'd really want one day like to not do that anymore. I think that's a you know kind a of a good plan. I <laughs> I honestly just looking at it, I I feel I feel pretty comfortable with Justin Sternod getting I think really? some more experience under his okay. belt and Alex Singleton. But you know some people have been saying that this you know Jeremiah Gamble he's fast guy obviously comes from the 49ers. Uh, recently, obviously a rookie out of Jonas North was like Carolina. that last year. George Payton ten- has a tendency I to know. find these guys. I, I know, know he traded for Jonas last year, but. I, like I said, I George Payton hasn't given me any belie- uh, any reason to kind of misbelieve in what he's doing, so I'm I'm buying into it. Yeah, Gimmel's one of the wild card guys here, right? I mean, just a little bit. Again, just came in this week, low expectations. But Schobert was like the same deal, right? He came in that week, low expectations, and he even lowered them. So, well, but that was that's a guy with nothing left. Gimmel's young, and I think you know there's there's an opportunity here to see if he fits kind of what it is that you do and then throw him on the practice squad. You can offer him a big signing bonus and say, hey, look, we'll match anything anybody puts at you. Um, you know, if you so I, I think that's probably where that winds up going. Well, and again, clearly they have an expectation that Jonas is gonna be back here soon. Right. So and they've loved him. We've talked about that ad nauseum for you know, what a year now. So yeah. <laughs> uh in the in the quarterback room, I want to come back to something you were talking about with Michael Ojemudia because is the decision with him also tied a little bit to the emergence of Damari Mathis? It could be right, but I, I think if you're in, a, in you're in a time where you're trying to crunch the roster down to 53, and OJ may not be ready for the start of the season, in order to maybe add a veteran body by chance potentially, maybe it's best to put him on the PUP list, give him all that extension, you know, give him the mobility to do that. I, mean, I think that's, that's such a heartbreak, one thing. man. Two it years is. in a row, and I, I feel so bad for guy. I just I I think for OJ, he just needs more reps, you know, and I think the confidence stuff will start to come back a little bit. We've seen him step up. I mean, how he played against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, he played against Patrick Mahomes, McCole yeah. Hardman, these guys, and he looked really good. I just think it's a matter of reps and patience, and I think that's something that this coaching staff actually has with him. They do, and actually, it's a great point you bring up. We talk about patience with the health, but there's patience with, with several of these guys in their development you have as to. well. You have to have it. Well, but you, you do, but it's also the business of the NFL, and yeah. it's also this isn't my guy. Like, this was drafted by previous regime, previous GMs, all those kinds of things. So we can say that, but then I think we also simultaneously acknowledge that's not exactly how it always works. And I think we, we'll see that with several of the, you know, the 2019 draft picks, some 2020 guys, some guys, you know, in the final eras of John Elway, some of his draft picks, you know, what's going to be the case with Kelvin Aguim? You know, I think uh, we've no, been looking to one. see a little bit more out of him. I think initially, probably what, in the preseason, before when you had your – uh, before the roster 53-man prediction, I bet you Aguim was on your list. He wasn't, he actually. Wasn't? Yeah, because, well, Inioma Wazarike yeah. was. I had Henningsen on, and no, I only had five. I okay. think I, I had a tough time getting a game. And that's you're, you're 100% right. It would have made sense for me to do it, but that was one of our surprises. Like the, hey, previous regime, previous coaching staff, those kinds of things. And it was like, if he's going to show up, he's going to show up, and, and this is going to be look dumb. But he hasn't yet. Now, he had the play in practice the other day, which was great. If he has another big moment, Ben and I said this, if he has another big moment in the Vikings game, maybe it sways a little bit. But I, I don't think he's done consistently enough to maybe challenge any conversations we're having. 
the, the way we talk about Matt Henningsen, I have not said that about McTelvin again this entire camp. Yeah, no, and, and Henningsen has been strong. It's good to, because, you know, in OTAs, he suffered that ankle injury, kind of rolled his ankle, and I think everyone's wondering, oh, no, will this impact him going into training camp? So far, he never let it happen, so I think that's a great sign. All right, well, Cody, uh, last thing here for you, and this is just for Ben, because Ben <laughs> has been waving the banner about the backup quarterback. Who is going to be the Broncos' backup quarterback? Oh, this is tough. You're putting me on the spot here. I to be honest with you, I, I firmly believe Brett Rippon has done more in training camp. And I think if he goes out and he has the the game that I think we expect, maybe he can. What Preach he showcased the there. I do believe Brett Rippon will be QB2. And, hey, that's huge for him because he's Agreed. shown a lot of growth. And even Hackett said it uh, in Thursday's press conference. He said something, you know, he's got, like, technique-wise, he's got the perfect footwork to it. And I think he's so cerebral. I mean, he thinks of the game like a coach. It would be hard not to see Brett Rippon. And I think that you, maybe you can bring back a guy like Josh Johnson. You know, he's a veteran guy. If I'm not mistaken, he doesn't have to clear waivers if you release him, does he? Right. I think he's got, like, now with the veteran practice squad stuff, you can get all those guys in there. So there, there's a way to do that. Plus, you could be showcasing Brett for a trade. We all know how George loves those picks. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, Cody, this was great. So I, we should do this more often. We should. I live here now. That's right. <laughs> Cody Rourke, at Cody Rourke NFL. Check him out at Mile High Sports, as well as the Locked On Broncos podcast, one of the best Broncos podcasts out there. Uh, You're making a mistake if you're not listening to it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.